I invite you to join me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, as we come on this beautiful Mother's Day, we are grateful on this Lord's Day for your presence with us and your love towards us. And so now we ask that you would bless us, hold us, fill us, and unite us so that we would be prepared for all of the places that you are sending us. This we ask in your wonderful name, amen. Good morning to all. Certainly as we gather on this day, I bring you greetings from all of my colleagues at the cathedral and of course, Dean Randy Hollerith. And I'm privileged to be able to join you on this day. And as we come, we are grateful for all days, but let me say happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. In the reading of this gospel, for some unusual, and I would like to believe divine reason, this particular passage found within John's gospel has in recent years intrigued me, confronted me, and let me make plain, even arrested me. I must confess this morning that once again, as I stand in a moment where this particular passage and reading has been lifted, it is confronting me and challenging me. It seems peculiar to me that over this past year, for various reasons, I have had to read, write, reflect, and wrestle with this same passage. And here I am on Sunday morning, out of all the things that could have been set before me, it was this particular passage. I don't know how intently you were listening or how much you were paying attention. Sometimes we're all caught up in routine and familiarity. But if you have truly been listening intently and paying close attention, Jesus is giving final testimony to himself before his passion at the Feast of Dedication. Nearly three months have passed since Jesus left Jerusalem after the Feast of the Tabernacles. The busy days of the Judean campaign had sped past rapidly at the time for the Feast of Dedication and it had arrived. This feast was a joyous festival in commemoration of the restoration of the altar and the purification of the temple. It was a time that rekindled any lost hope that may have been present and was stoking the fires of visions for continued divine victories that would come. Jesus is walking in Solomon's colonnade or Solomon's porch. When all of a sudden he is encircled, surrounded, and even confronted by adversaries who were seeking to test him. I remind you on today that as you were listening, we have a way of making all of the passages comfortable for us. But if we pay attention to human nature, Confrontation doesn't always look peaceful. Confrontation is not always easy. 
But here as we're listening and looking and we get a chance to peek in on this encounter, Jesus is meeting not those who would be cheering him, but those who are confronting him. While there are many parts of this reading that are immediately illuminated by this encounter, it is the demand that they make of Jesus that opens the door of revelation for me. It might have sounded to you like an honest question. It might have sounded to you like just a simple meeting. Or perhaps because we have become so familiar with the passage that we heard it in a friendly tone. We know that these adversaries were looking for a reason to seize Jesus. They were looking for a reason to stop Jesus. They were looking for a reason and any reason to prevent Jesus from doing what he had declared he had been sent to do. They had heard his words early, earlier on, and perhaps they're still remembering how he stood up in the temple and said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. They most likely had not grown comfortable and had not forgotten how he continued when he stood up in the temple and declared that he, has, that he had been sent to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. He had been sent to recover sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the good year of the Lord's favor. Those words were troubling then. And if we're hearing them, they might even cause us trouble right now. In paying attention to what Jesus said, they were not at ease in that moment. And there's still many who hear these words today and not at ease in this moment. Because remember, these adversaries in this text step to Jesus and demand an answer from Jesus. They demand an answer from him, saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? Think of their demeanor when they say, if you are the Messiah, tell us plainly, Jesus. Jesus' response shook the foundation of their faith. And as it shook the foundation of their faith then, it should even shake the foundations of our faith today. Because when you look closely at the text and listen in to what was taking place in this encounter, it could have been a simple statement that might have been expected or even a one-word response to their demand that would have just said yes or no. But Jesus looked back at them and began his response by saying, I did tell you. You want to know if I'm the Messiah? I did tell you, but you do not believe. But he makes this one line that says, the works I do in my Father's name testify about me. Here's your answer. The crowd that had gathered was looking for a Messiah, but they were, they were not looking for a, a Messiah of this kind. The religious crowd wanted his testimony to come with words but they were not expecting his testimony to come through deeds. And on this Mother's Day, 
This became clearer to me and continues to become clearer to me and hopefully becomes clearer to you as I will never forget my mother often reminding me of this one simple statement that said and continues to ring in my ears, actions speak louder than words. Many in this crowd had not heard the witness of who Jesus was because they were not championing what Jesus was doing. They did not want to go help the poor. They did not want to help those in need. They did not want to lift the least of these. They did not want to love here their enemy. They did not want to here show kindness in certain situations, to be hospitable to those who may not look like you, sound like you, live where you live. But here Jesus makes the statement, if you want to know that if I am really the Messiah sent from God, the spirit working in my life, take a look at what I've done. This is the challenge we have today as followers of Jesus Christ, as Jesus' disciples, children of God, ministers of justice. Our actions speak louder than our words. We can talk all day about loving God. We can talk all day about loving our neighbor. But truth is, are we ready to stand before God and in the fullness of time stand before him one day and be able to declare just as we should for you were hungry and I gave you something to eat. For you were thirsty and we gave you something to drink. You were a stranger and we invited you in. You needed clothes and we made every effort to clothe you. And you were sick and in prison and we used our hands and our hearts to look after you. Jesus in this passage went on to tell those that could hear him, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus was speaking and giving testimony to who he was, but the real meaning was heard through his actions. I remind you, actions speak louder than words. There are many that have tried to communicate this understanding throughout time. And one author put it this way, words are from the lips, but actions are from the heart. It was Benjamin Franklin that said, well done is better than well said. He went on to even declare that words show a man's wit, but action showed his meaning. It was a writer who penned an article years ago, trusting God and not this world, who wrote, we should all read the Bible, but there is more to it than just reading. The Bible's real power comes when we put its words into actions. We make great claims, but can it be seen in our actions? Seriously, our actions speak louder than our words. In another article, one author put it this way by saying, our priorities aren't what you say they are oftentimes. They're what your life shows they are. 
Even as we come on this morning, it was the great theologian and preacher Charles Spurgeon who penned these words. And I'm reminded of him as I stand here in this space. Even as I stand and preach, he said, I am reminded of the noted theologian who said, it is well to preach as I do with my lips. But you can all preach with your feet and by your lives. And that is the most effective preaching. In this moment when we are experiencing great division within the world, challenge all around us, questions concerning our expressions of humanity for humanity. We are being reminded today that actions speak louder than our words. In thinking of all the things that my mother would have me to say on this morning, she would rather me do them than say them. She would rather me have said, here, I will make my bed and get it done rather than just say, I'll get to it. Jesus was reminding us that God sees something great within each and every one of us. Jesus was reminding us that God wants to do great and divine work through us if we would just follow him, if we would just hear him, if we would just do the words that he has given us to do. Miracles can happen in a world that is often filled with darkness. There can always be a bright side somewhere. Several years ago now, I had the opportunity to read a book called Adventures in Missing the Point. It was written by two authors, Tony Campolo and Brian McLaren. It was written shortly after the start of the century by authors who were seeking to wrestle with great questions and perspectives. And if you were to search out information on this publication, or simply if you were in possession, read the back cover of some of the print versions of this book, a portion of it would read, do you ever look at how the Christian faith is being lived out in this new millennium and wonder if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. That we still haven't quite gotten it right. That we've missed the point regarding the most important issues of life. While I'm not able to address all that was written in that book and cannot keep you that long this morning, and I must confess that the title has always intrigued me. And if I confess on this morning, to some degree, it always haunts me. It is troubling for me to conceive living a full life or simply spending every day of life moving through life's complexities, obligations, duties, and circumstances. And as a Christian, missing the point. Because there's a difference between a life well lived and a life that is wasted. And so he has given us life and given us life abundantly. So that today, when we hear his voice and follow him and claim to be one of his sheep, our actions speak louder than our words. Amen.